Hello, world, and welcome back to Photography 101, the podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Grace, and today we are diving into one of my favorite areas of photography, with that being astrophotography. So I'm a beginner at this. I've taken a few photos of, like, stars from my front yard, but (laughs) astrophotography really is one of my favorite areas of photography to look at, to look at, to do, to, you know, explore. I'm personally, like, a big, like, zodiac person like, astrology, astronomy, etc., etc. Like, I'm just really into that kind of stuff. So, obviously, I'm interested in astrophotography. And it is currently Tuesday. And this weekend, I would have already done it by the time this comes out, I'm going to take photos of the Milky Way, if it doesn't rain. Hopefully, it doesn't rain. But make sure... Oh, wait, this is actually a really good transition. Make sure to follow my Instagram, at hannah.photography712, to get all the updates on the podcast, to look at photos that I will probably mention in this episode. I, it's weird recording on not the day that the thing is coming out, that the episode is coming out, so I might just be all over the place, because I'll be mentioning me doing this, but then by the time this comes out, I would have already done it, but this, wait, this episode is coming out on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. So, this weekend's gonna be great. It's gonna be Valentine's Day. I'm gonna go take photos of the Milky Way, and it's gonna be amazing. So, we were talking about astrophotography. This really is one of those things where I took some photos on a whim. I honestly did. I've taken one photography class in my lifetime, and the rest I've learned from Pinterest. <laughs> or I've just, you know, figured it out myself. But astrophotography is one of those things that we talked about it in photography class. I have my notebook right next to me from, like, where I keep all my photography notes, and you need sturdy tripod, long exposure, and a fast lens, and a pretty much moonless night, but it's so, so, so cool. Astrophotography is really one of those things, I'm gonna be saying that a lot this episode, so, yeah, Um, it's one of those things that you don't need to know a lot to sort of guess at it, but then once you sort of guess at it, you want to know everything about it. I'm not sure if that made sense, but it's like, if I were to learn how to, like, if I were to, like, on a whim, make a mac and cheese grilled cheese sandwich, which is a real thing that I make, and it's delicious, fuel, you guys, um, <laughs> if I were to make that, and then suddenly I want to learn everything about cooking, it's like that, so, yeah, I think we, this is a three minute long intro, <laughs> so, we're just gonna get right into the episode today, and, yeah, I think that's really it. But, the Milky Way. This is one of those huge things. You need to plan it perfectly. So, in this episode, I'll actually... Here's a little, like, teaser almost. I will be describing how I discovered astrophotography. I will be describing what apps I use to do it, since you do need at least one app. One of these costs money, but I'm pretty sure the rest of them are free. And then, just why I like doing it so much. So, let's get started. Okay, so the first thing I really have to say about astrophotography is what apps should I use? Because I have one free app that I use and then one app that costs like $10, but let me tell you, it is worth it. So the first app that I use is the Night Sky app. So this tells me where all of the stars are. This one is free on the App Store. Well, Plus isn't free, but the free version is free, obviously, but... I use the night sky app, and it tells me where all the stars are. It tells, it shows me where the Milky Way is. It shows me where the sun and the moon are. It shows me where the different planets are. It tells me when it's going to rise and fall, and it is so useful. I use it all the time. 
And then the second app that I use, this one is the one that costs $10, is Photo Pills. So I actually got recommended this app by my photography teacher in the first place. Sorry, I just ate something, so like I still have it in my throat. But I got this app recommended to me by my photography teacher. And he was like, yo, you should get this app. Well, he didn't actually say yo, but like, you know. He was like, you should get this app if you're interested in astrophotography. And basically, you can make plans... And it shows you exactly when the moon and the sun is going to rise and fall. And it has an AR setting. So I, I, right now I'm recording this part on Saturday. Because I started recording and then I never got the chance to record the rest of the episode. So the intro I recorded on like Wednesday or something. But at this current moment in time, I have gone to Makapu to try and take photos of the Milky Way. And it just didn't work out this morning, unfortunately. I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, me and my dad drove there, and it just sort of didn't work out. But that's alright, because there's always more weekends. It is the very, very start of the season where you can start to see it. So we are going to look for a different day sometime in the future. But photo pills still helped so much. So the night AR setting on the app actually takes you, and when you press on it, it shows you the whole Milky Way and then you can go to the center and it will show you how far it is above the horizon at any day any time that you please and it is so 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 nice when I tell you I love this app I I love this app I I would say it is worth the $10 investment hold on I need to take a sip of my iced tea I've been obsessed with making homemade iced tea lately and I don't know why but I could not tell you why but you know it's fun Okay, so, yeah, I used two apps, and then I also, I guess you could say that I use another app, but this one is more for just, like, golden hour and less astrophotography. I also use the app Unscripted, which shows you, it's, it has a sun tracker on it, and it tells you sunrise, sunset, golden hour, blue hour, which is actually called something else, it might be, like, twilight hour or something, but it tells you all of that, and then it also has, like, a gallery of poses, if that you want to do, if you want to do those, but yeah, I would say I only really use those three apps. I also use Google. I'll, I'll admit it, I use Google. But yeah, but I'm sure that there are many other apps that you could use. It's just those are the ones that I personally prefer and know work. Like I'm always open to try new things. So like, please DM me if you know of any new things that I could try that might work. So yeah. Okie dokie, so the next thing about taking astrophotography photos is what are your, (laughs) I just butchered that, what are your settings supposed to look like? So on your camera, you have ISO, you have shutter priority, you have aperture priority, wait, that's wrong. On your camera, you have ISO, which is on most cameras, 100, 200, 400, 600, 800, 1600 and 3200 so when you're taking night photos you're going to want to go all the way up to 3200 on the iso like put that baby as far up as you can i don't think any cameras go higher my camera goes from 100 to 3200 and like 100 to 200 to 800 to 1600 like increments but i know that all cameras are different and then for your shutter speed you're going all the way down long exposure you want to get that 30 second exposure you might get some star trails in there Mm, no i don't think that's long enough to get any star trails 
Uh, maybe? I don't think so. But basically, you want to be able, because the lower the exposure and the lower the shutter speed, then it will take longer to take the photo, obviously, so you can't, like, move around your camera or anything, but it adds more light into the picture, which is why sometimes when you're just point-and-shooting at night, you aren't able to see any stars, because chances are your exposure isn't high enough. Yeah, that's right. And then one more thing is you might, this is different in each scenario, you might want to override the meter. I said it. So, overriding the meter... There's a button with, like, a AV plus or minus on it. I wish I had my camera with me, but my camera's downstairs and I'm recording in my bedroom. But you might want to override the meter with this because it is something that you need to be very particular about. Because, like, if the Milky Way is only out for five minutes, which obviously it's out for longer than that. But, like, scenario, let's say, like, your Zodiac constellation is about to go below the horizon, but you want to get a photo of it before it does then you're going to want to not do any of that testing stuff, just put the meter dead center and move it, you know? Yeah, I think we know. So, yeah, I mean, with your camera, oh, you're also going to want a very long lens. I use my, I'm pretty sure it's it's an 80 to 250 millimeter lens. It might be 85. I don't remember exactly what it is, but... I use my long, my longer lens or a wide angle lens. I've heard that wide angle lenses also work very well. I've never had a wide angle. I have my, what I just like to call my short and my long lenses. So if I get any more, it might get a little bit confusing. But I just use my long lens whenever I'm trying to take astrophotography because most of the time it does come out with better quality than your short range lens. And I'm sorry, I have paint in my fingernails for painting rocks earlier okay we're good but yeah it is really one of those things where you want to be very very meticulous with your settings or else you might mess up and it when we were out this morning this morning taking photos I was changing my settings but I only took about six photos because we were trying to aim at different places but obviously it takes 30 seconds to take one photo that's very like meticulous sometimes it gets a little bit annoying and frustrating but it's really is something that you need to be so careful with with your settings and I've seen some really 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 pretty astrophotography photos which is obviously what I strive for but at the current moment I've only ever really been able to get like stars well obviously that's what's in the sky but like that's not what I'm trying to say but like I've only really been able to get like little stars in the sky like above a tree in my neighborhood I haven't really gone on a big excursion but another thing is just to not like don't get discouraged I cannot talk today it is late and I am sorry but you you shouldn't get discouraged I'm gonna say that because this morning obviously I wasn't able to get any photos of the Milky Way. I got a few photos of clouds, but they came out grainy, so I'm not sure what happened there. But I was very discouraged this morning because I was expecting to get some sweet photos, you know, and then I didn't, so that sort of stunk. But, you know, you know, life goes on. You can go out the next week. Even if you're going somewhere else the next week, like, let's say you live 
on the mainland, mainland or mainland U.S. Let's say one day you're in uh, Kansas. Not a lot of city lights. I'm not sure why I chose Kansas. Let's say you're in Kansas, Oklahoma, or North Dakota. Yeah. Let's say you're in, like, Midwest, and it's a weekend, and you're trying to take photos of Milky Way, and you didn't get any, which is sort of upsetting. And then the next weekend, you're on the East Coast. Don't let that discourage you. Obviously, the light pollution will be a little bit higher, but you can still try. I mean, I'm probably going to try a couple weekends from now again, if my dad says yes again. But hopefully we won't have to go out as early. I might also just go later in the year because the Milky Way does change. Earlier in the year, it comes out in the morning. Later in the year, it comes out late, late, late at night, which is something that I probably should pay very, very close attention to. But I just wouldn't get discouraged at a sign of, I was about to say something, failure. Because it isn't a failure. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you did get the Milky Way in some of your photos, and you just didn't notice it at the time. Who knows? So, I would just really say, this went from me talking about camera settings to me talking about, like, follow your dreams. But I'm not going to be one of those podcasts where it's like, there's no hiccups. Because obviously there will be hiccups. And I'm going to be completely honest with that. There, You will have hiccups. Along the road, eventually, you will probably have an issue with your camera at some point. You'll probably have an issue with timing at some point. I just hope that never happens to me, but chances are it will, and I'm fine with that. So you just really need to come to terms with the fact astrophotography isn't perfect. Even the art of taking it isn't perfect. It's mainly just a lot of, okay, let's wing it, (laughs) which I think just describes photography, period. But yeah, yeah, that's really all I have to say on settings and not getting discouraged part of it. Okay, so obviously I'm talking about all this stuff from a beginner's perspective. I haven't been doing photography, let alone astrophotography, for that long. I've always been interested in it, but I've never really pursued it in the way that I'm doing now. Like, I first started maybe last May was when I really, really started to get into photography. But even then, I was just taking photos for fun on my camera. And then, I would say it was really in August maybe a little bit earlier, late July, where I really started to peak. And I was like, yo, I like this. Let's keep on doing this forever and ever and ruin my sleep schedule because of it. I just called myself out. Um, (laughs) And I completely forgot what I was going to say. But (laughs) I hate it when that happens. But astrophotography, let alone photography, or photography, let alone astrophotography, is sort of hard to get the hang of. But really, I think that you should just keep trying. You know, you probably will have some failure. This is just like the last section. You probably will have some failure failures. You'll probably have some hiccups. But one thing that I want to talk about, where you'll probably have a lot of hiccups, is portrait astrophotography. So I this this will make sense in a minute. So I posted a photo on my page. You need to scroll down a little bit to find it. Where it's my friend, and she is standing in front of the camera, obviously, and she, like, she's way overexposed. I noticed that now. I could probably edit the photo a little bit more and, like, repost it or something, but, like, on my story, but portrait astrophotography, where it's still a long exposure, that is so hard to get the hang out of, hang of. Me and my friend were out there standing for, like, 30 minutes trying to get the photo, and, well, luckily, we had all night, but, like, 
we were standing out there for like 30 minutes just no big and it was really fun to do i i'm one of those people where it's like i try to look for the positive in everything i try i really do and it's really nice when you get to find it because obviously the photo that i posted i'm pretty sure i edited that like a little bit and i didn't do selective edits so i might go back in and work on my editing on my selective edits with that that's a really good idea Sorry, I just came up with an own, a really good idea that I probably wouldn't have come up with if I hadn't done this podcast. Um, sorry, I am drinking my iced tea, of which I have a new obsession with homemade iced tea. And yeah, it's really nice. It's really great. But I'm getting off topic. Tangents, you can't see because I'm not doing a video format, but I just held up like two peace signs. So this podcast is all over the place and I'm very sincerely sorry for that. But... Like, astrophotography, yo, it's tough. It's rough. You will mess up. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know what I just said. Sort of blanked out for a minute. But in the end, you just keep on trying. This podcast is just going to be me being like, keep on trying. You got this. Keep on going. We got this. You know? And, yeah, it it really is something that's hard to get the hang of. But once you do get the hang of it, oh my gosh, it is so much fun. The first time, I'm pretty sure I posted this on my story too. You might be able to go to my 2021 highlights and see it. But I, like, when I saw my first photo of stars come out good, like, I just started jumping up and down. I was so happy. I was so happy. And then I played a song that made me happy because it feels so, so good. The rush that you get the first time that you take a good star photo, oh my gosh, it's it's nothing like anything I've ever felt before. It's like, oh my gosh, this, I did that. I took that photo. Because in the end, heck yeah, you did. You took that photo and you did amazing with it. So, yeah, I, (laughs) now astrophotography on phones, I'm not as experienced with. I mainly work with my camera. No, I only work with my camera. I barely take any photos on my phone unless it's on Snapchat. But, yeah, it really is something that's tough to get the hang of. But once you get the hang of it, it will be the best feeling. One of the best feelings in the world. And I'm sorry, my phone charger's being weird. But it it feels so, so, so nice. And especially if, like, Let's say you're someone, let's say you're like me, and you like to explore sometimes within limit, and you like to, you like to stargaze. Just, if you're, if you're going stargazing with your friends, bring your tripod, bring your camera. Just shoot some shots while you're there and see how it turns out. Because you can, you can shoot in the dark with astrophotography, and then you can learn from that, which is how I learned. I just pointed my camera up, put it on 30 second exposure, shot at the sky i got a little bit of tree in my photo but you can actually scroll down and see that one too but it really is amazing okay so another thing that i want to talk about is tripods you need a tripod you might think oh i can hold still for 30 seconds no you you can't i can speak from personal experience it is so hard so much harder than you think to Stand still in the same position for 30 seconds without shaking, without moving, without coughing, without sneezing, without hiccuping. Because if you move at 
all, you will get blur, which is the annoying part about long exposure. But if you get a tripod, a tripod is one of those things where if you do it, go all the way. I mean, I can't really speak from personal experience. I got my tripod for Christmas and I love it so much, but it's it's just the $20 tripod from Amazon. It's the Amazon Basics one. But if you're getting a tripod, I would recommend going all in. That's one of those things in photography where those things last a hot minute. They aren't one of those things, they aren't like your hard drives. Your hard drives last two to three to four years, about, give or take. But your tripod might last you 30 years. Mm, it depends on how wear and tear it is. <gasps> I am sorry, I just hiccuped. You probably heard it. But, yeah, tripods are so, so important to astrophotography. And, yeah... Okay, so one of the final things that I want to talk about, no, not one of the, the final thing I want to talk about is location. So I mentioned this earlier, but your location, it really does matter. So like I personally, I live in Hawaii, I live in Oahu, and one side of the island is very populated, there's a lot of city, and on the other side, it's mainly just mountain. It isn't that populated, there isn't many city lights, there's barely, there isn't a city, there's more of just little towns and I don't want to say villages, but villages. Like, little tiny towns, little tiny, like, surf shops on one side. But then on the other side, you will get a lot of light pollution, which is very, very important to take into account because the more street lights you have, the less quality you'll probably get in your photo, which is important. Obviously, you want good quality, I presume. Maybe you don't, and that's chill. But, like, you probably do. And that is really important to take into account. Location also matters because you need to figure out what you're shooting at. Are you shooting at the Milky Way? Are you shooting at the moon? Where are you going to be able to see those? You're able to see the moon and the sun from your house, from your home. But what if you're trying to shoot the Milky Way in mid-July? I don't even know if that's possible. I think it is. But let's say you're trying to shoot the Milky Way in mid-July. You need to know exactly where that Milky Way will be. Or else you, will not, you won't get a photo of the Milky Way. You'll probably just get some stars or some clouds. So location is so, 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 so important to astrophotography. And to be honest, it's the most fun part of it, in my opinion. Because, like, it's really fun to just, like, look at locations and be like, what about this one? That This one seems cool. Plus, there's, like, a shave ice place. So we can go there after. And it's really, really fun to choose the location. <laughs> Okay, so that is it for this week's episode of Photography 101, the podcast with Hannah Grace. But I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And yeah, so I will see you guys next week. Make sure to follow my Instagram at hannah.photography712 to get all of the newest updates. And I will see you guys next week. Bye!